Hola, I am on the phone this afternoon with my good friend, Martha Chavez. Uh, she's a fellow Canadian, but she's so much more than that. She is a, uh, she's a political activist, she's an actress, um, and she's just a really, really great person. And I just wanted to talk, Martha, this afternoon about the creative process. I know that you're uh, headlining at uh, Yuck Yucks in Niagara Falls this weekend, and I just wanted to ask you right off the top, do you write uh, comedy every day? Do you, uh, what's your process for creating? Yes, I do write comedy every day. And not exactly, let's say, not exactly jokes for my act, but I do write, write comedy. I write my uh, journal. And usually, like, I just let myself write and write and write and something is going to come out from that. And if if I have a premise, let's say, if I have a premise, I will attack it. I will, I will do the. I, I land in a in a workshop to do the, the the association maps. So let's say you put, I put on the paper hairdressing, let's say, mm -hmm. because I I'm writing about the experience of going of having gone to the school of hairdressers, okay, which was a horrible experience anyway. So then I put that school of hairdressing and then I, then, then I put the students, I would put the accident that would happen in the school of hairdressers. And then I choose from the, from the, the smallest, uh, the, the quickest bites of it that are more related to it. But I don't do it all the time. I mean, I don't do, do it like that all the time. But if I, I, I put myself to write on top of a bit, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, so you do write every day, and sometimes you try uh, writing exercises like word association, but the most important thing for you is just getting pen to paper and journaling every day. So how long do you write a day, would you say? I would, I would say probably an hour. An hour, yeah, okay. That I, uh, I really put, uh, but I really, uh, it's a discipline that I took, you know, that I, I committed to. But I sit myself and I disconnect from everything, and I just write. I I've been busy though writing for the one woman show that I, uh, I I that was on the Camino Festival recently. Yes, congratulations! And did you write that whole play on your own? Yeah, well, yeah, I wrote it on my own, but I work it with Bea, the director. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. like um, like I let's say uh, we would do a scene, a scene that is in the play, but then. Something uh, while we were practicing or uh, rehearsing, rather, something would come out, and then I would go home and uh, and write it. She she would say, just go home and write it. Let's say let's say uh, something in action would come out, and then I would write it in words, and then another play would be out. <laughs> so sorry, do you write do you write on a computer or do you write pen to paper and then transfer it to computer? I, I my pages that I write that I, I got it from actually the the artist uh, the artist way right Julie Cameron's the artist way the right. artist way yeah that one I write in my in journal Linda Bradbeer complains every day that we live in a kingdom of paper <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent <laughs> that went with, because I keep telling her when I die what are you gonna do with all of my journals and she said well I if you have not become com ultra famous who will want to read your journals i'll burn them <laughs> but i write i write on, on paper and uh, 
And I, but I find it easier though to write in computer. Right. Well, you know what's interesting? I find writing on paper is feels more creative. Like I tend to be able to write bits better on paper. It just seems to and I write all over the paper, whereas computer is very like it's one line after the next. And it's almost like that second voice can get into your head in terms of editing. It's too easy to edit with the computer. Do you know what I mean? Whereas paper and pen, it's just that's the way it is. Um, I got to ask yeah. you, do you have, because um, this happened to me actually this morning. I was writing with the wrong type of pen and I just, it just didn't feel like, that's the that's the funny pen. I just it didn't work. Like I had to like put down the unfunny pen and get another pen. Do you have like a favorite pen or or pencil that you write with? Oh yeah, yeah. I always I write um, like when I seriously when when I am already putting together a set. I would write in blue and red like at school. You know, like when we were at school and right. I wrote on the. On the markers, the little fine markers, I love those. Mm -hmm. I, I like to write in green, in green ink. Okay. But I found that through the years, I found that, that uh, all of the, like when I began, all of that was so important. Mm -hmm. And then I found out that it was kind of like just to stop me from writing. If I don't have my pen, I'm not going to write. But you know what I mean? This is finished. I am finished. I lost my pen. But I do like to write because sometimes you're, you're writing, let's say, you're, you're, I find that when you're writing, a, a, a putting it on paper rather, like every show, like every, before my set, I write, I write myself. But it's true, you're right, like when you write with, in pen, with pen and paper, it's a lot less tempting also to, die, to get a distraction. It's a lot less, less tempting to go into the internet. Let's say to look for a better word or to, you know, it's a lot less tempting. Yeah, but then eventually you have to put it on, on the internet and then, then there's another way of um, editing. Did you learn French before you learned English? No, no, I never worked in French. I, uh, I started in English and I have worked in French. I, uh, whenever I do government shows mm -hmm. in which they require bilingual, I work in French. And uh, although I don't have an act per se, mm -hmm. French, that I would say, oh, this is my act in French. No, I do now have an act in Spanish, which, which I didn't have before. I, I do have an act act like uh, that I, I feel comfortable. Before it was just that I would throw um, jokes in Spanish and, uh, or I would translate my act certain jokes in Spanish, but now I have kind of like an independent but that's what I wanted to uh, well that's what I wanted to run by you because how long did it take for you to uh, be able to write comedy in English much less just learning English from Spanish uh, how long did it take for you to start writing material in English and for the longest time were you sort of telling the jokes to yourself in Spanish in your head and then writing it out in English or were you always telling the bits to yourself in English and writing it out in English? No, you know what, I think stand-up comedy is, uh, is, is I think, be, having been born in, in North America, in, in, in English, because the format of stand-up comedy is, a, is, a, is an English rhythm. I find, I, when I started, when I, when I took my first workshop, I always wrote in English. Of course, that it was 
before you started writing comedy? I think I was speaking English about uh, maybe four years. Four years. And did you want to be a comedian when you were back in Nicaragua? Or was it only when you were in Montreal and you kind of got a taste of the Canadian culture? You said, oh, stand-up comedy, that's something neat to try. No, like in Nicaragua, I was always, I, 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 was, I always had, like, when I, when I was growing up, my mother and father, they always applauded my uh, my wit. <laughs> then, would, then my mother would hit me in the head. Don't say that. <laughs> but uh, it's been like a love and hate uh, relationship with comedy all my life. And at school, I was not a class clown because uh, I wasn't. But I wrote I, in my head, I, whenever, you know, it, we were an old school, old girl school. So there was no really per se the class clown. But I, uh, uh, I didn't know, we don't know, I think a stand-up comedy is just beginning now in those countries. It's like, a, it's a whole new world for me because, I mean, new market, rather because um, it's only now. Because as I told you, you have to see the professionals do it, and when you don't do it there, like I, 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 do, I, do, I taught a workshop in Guatemala, but I, I realized that it was like if I was talking Chinese. Mm-hmm. So these people don't have all people to see. That, that, that's the advantage of, uh, of having grown as a comedian in Canada, that I have had the opportunity to see the best of the best perform and learn from them, and learn on the road and learn. But um, I think they, they will, as I told them, you know, my students in Guatemala, they, they are doing something similar to stand-up comedy, but that is not a stand-up comedy. What is it? It's, it's kind of monologues with humor. You know, to oh. begin with, these, these kids, they call themselves a stand-up co- 
comedy in Guatemala, and that, that they have a director. They have a guy that tells them what to say, and I, I think he hated me because I said, in stand-up, nobody directs you. You're your director, you're your editor, and you only learn by trial and failing. And by doing little gigs here and there on the road and learning, you know. So back there, is it almost like a one man or one woman play then that's comedic? And so you're telling yes, us, it's oh. like it was, remember how it was in French Canada before that there would, there would come someone dressed like, like in a ski outfit. Right. They would, talk about, <laughs> they would talk about skiing for about 30 minutes, you know. That, that's, that's the type of comedy it is. Or they imitate... Um, whatever and translate whatever they have seen because now you know before in our day when we began back in the ice age <laughs> uh, we didn't have youtube and all of that now these kids they can watch in guatemala for example they can watch comedy and um and they they, they imitate but they don't know how it is to watch a headliner for for, for four days on a weekend and to see how we how we fake an inflection, mm -hmm. we fake a spontaneity. Mm -hmm. Even you know all of that you just learn with the others. It's like you know, and when I say the others, I mean that in my for my case it was the Mike Bullers. I remember Mike Buller told me because I was terrified of, of of with my limited language. I was terrified of, of heckling. What do I say if somebody mm -hmm. heckles me? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I terrified that I wouldn't have a, a witty answer right, right away. And then uh, he says, you have to wait three seconds. Mm -hmm. Don't get them, don't let them get the best of you. Because mm -hmm. your, your, you know, flight or fight uh, answer is like immediately. So you're being nice. Oh, no, I was political. Oh, and I don't give a cheat. And then somebody <laughs> attacked me. What do you want, motherfucker? You know what I <laughs> So I have learned that, but to tell you the truth, in in, um, in 20 years that I've been doing, almost 20 years that I've been touring all, the, all across Canada in legions and, and theaters at the same time, uh, I have not been heckled horribly. No, and I've been really, really lucky as well because there are some hell stories. And we're going to pick that up. We're going to pick up that conversation another time. But we're out of time for this podcast. But if you would like to book Martha, her website is MarthaChavez.com. Uh, like I said, she's headlining at Yuck Yucks this weekend. She's very, very funny. And uh, Martha, it has been an honor chatting with you about your creative process. Okay, Judy, it has been an honor chatting with you. <laughs> I always have admired the, your, the, your joke writing, which is very precise and is very, you know, like a, it, it is it is what a stand-up comedy has to be. It's not rumbling like I do. Rumble. <laughs> no, not at all. I love, I love what you do and thousands and hundreds of thousands of people love what you do. So uh, Martha Chavez, thanks again for joining me. Thank you, Judy.